Yes, okay. Well, if you brought your Bibles, I'm going to turn, uh, turn with me to Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. This is a passage of Scripture that's meant a lot to me over the years, and one I learned, put to memory years and years ago. In Galatians 2, verse 20, I want to share that verse with you, kind of as a text tonight, and make some, make some comments about it. Galatians 2, verse 20. And I'm going to look at uh, God's Word. I think Kyle has it for us. Uh, Galatians 2, verse 20. Have it for us on the screen. Okay. Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Let's look at that again. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You know, I grew up as a, as a child and as a teenager and Really, even as a young adult, sleeping on an iron bedstead. I just had this iron bedstead. It was at my grandmother's house, and I would go over and spend the night with her every night. She just lived across the street. And, uh, but she had this iron bedstead. And after she moved, I uh, uh, found room at our house, my mom and dad did, for that iron bedstead. And we've kept it over the years, and... Um, uh, when we moved down from the house up, up in Rockwood down to the pastorum, I carried that iron bedstead. And then I, uh, we carried it when we married, carried it with us and had it in a spare bedroom. And, and then uh, Corey and Shane married, and then uh, I gave that to Canaan. And uh, they have it in a spare bedroom there in their house. And it's been around for a long, long time. I also had a feather pillar that went with that iron bedstead along with a feather mattress. Now, that pillow was my favorite pillow. I carried that pillow everywhere I went, even growing up as a teenager. Uh, if, I, if I went camping, I carried that pillow. If I went to spend a night with some of my cousins, I carried that pillow. If I, we went on vacation, I carried that pillow. In fact, I fell. I was left somewhere in Indiana or Illinois, coming back from a vacation. It took a long time for me to get adjusted not having that feather pillow. And I had, a, in my grandmother's house, I had a fe that feather pillow, but I had a feather mattress. And I liked my pillow better than that feather mattress. I don't know if you ever slept on a feather mattress. I know some of you probably have, but, but uh, it's kind of firm on both ends, but it's kind of kind of real sinky, so to, so to speak, in the, in the middle. And I was thinking about that, and I remembered, I remembered the episode. Now, Kyle Taylor is the guy, he's the go-to guy with Andy Griffin. I guess he's memorized every episode. But I remembered one episode of Andy Griffin, and Barney was trying to convince Andy that Otis needed a new mattress there to jail. And Andy said, well, what's wrong with Otis's mattress? And he said, well, it sags. 
And Andy said, where does it sag? And he said, well, <clears throat> Barney says, uh, well, it sags where Oda sags. <laughs> I'll never forget that. That's the best way to describe a feather mattress. It'll sag where you sag. But, uh, and I got thinking about that. And Stuart Briscoe said this about it. He said uh, that a feather mattress reminded him of the Christian life. And, he, and I got to thinking about what he said. And he said it's firm. He said it's firm at both ends, but it's sagging in the middle. And he said most Christians are the same way. We're firm on both ends. First of all, on one end, we've prayed and we've asked Christ to come into our lives and save us, and we have that assurance of our faith. On the other end, we know that we have eternal life. We're going to go to heaven when we die, and we're real excited about that. But we have a problem with a sagging middle. And from time to time in our Christian life, that middle sags, and we need to build that middle up. We need a firm, we need a firm middle. And so... What, what's a sagging middle? Well, a lot of times uh, maybe we'll worry or we'll have anxiety and that makes the middle sag. It sure will. And so it's the basic principle of the Christian life, Galatians 2.20. In Galatians 2.20, Paul gives us the principle of how we can firm up the middle. He said this, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who saved me and gave himself for me. Now, just remember that verse. This one verse details the description of a Christian life. It reveals what Christ has done for me. First of all, you can jot this down, he took something from me. He took something from me. I have been crucified with Christ. Now, Paul's statement, I have been crucified with Christ, that statement is in perfect tense, meaning that the action was completed in the past, but it has continuing results. I was crucified with Christ, past. Nevertheless, it's Christ that lives in me. So being crucified with Christ in the past has continuing results for me in the future, today and, and from now on. Meaning that action was completed in the past, but it has continuing results. But then the mood, the mood is passive, meaning the subject is the recipient of the action. I am crucified with Christ. I am. Christ did this. You know, I'm crucified with Christ. I can't crucify myself. You can't crucify yourself. I can't nail one hand to the cross and nail the other hand to the cross. I can't crucify, my, crucify myself. I can't nail my feet to the cross and then try to nail my hands to the cross. I can't crucify myself. It also is an indication uh, that uh, uh, makes, a, makes a, just a simple statement, but it's also a fact. 
I've crucified myself. With Paul's, he's, he's going beyond a simple saying that Christ has cru- been crucified for me. I am crucified with Christ. But nevertheless, I live. He said, I'm crucified with Christ. That's a statement of fact. I'm crucified with Christ. He did it. Not me. He did it a long time ago. And it still has a continual effect today. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. And the life that I now live, I live by faith. By faith. R.G. Lee, well-known preacher over the years, a story goes about him going to Jerusalem one year, and he took a tour group with him, and they came to Golgotha. And they said that Dr. Lee ran ahead of the crowd. And when they caught up with him, he was, he was kneeling at the, the spot, a spot there in front of Golgotha, Calvary. And tears was running down his face. And one of the persons in the group remarked, and I'll quote, says, I see you've been here before. And he said, uh, yes, almost 2,000 years ago. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. So as Jesus hung on that cross... Those in the crowd there saw a man, but God saw not just Christ. God saw me, and he saw you, and he saw others who would put their faith and trust in his son, the Lord Jesus. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. No longer it's me that lives, but it's Christ living in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And so when we come to Christ, he takes our old life from us. We're crucified with Christ. He takes our old life from us, meaning that you and I are dead to our old lives and we're alive in Christ. I'm crucified with Christ. But nevertheless, I live. And the life that I live, I live by faith in the one who loved me and gave himself for me. So you and I are dead to our old lives, and we're alive in Christ. So he takes something from me, but I jotted down, he puts something in me. Take something from me, put something in me. It's no longer I who lives, but Christ in me. So this new life is it's not a reformed life. The new life really is not an improved life. The, the, the new life really is not a changed life. It is to some degree, but the new life is an exchanged life. I gave Christ took my life from me, my old life, and he gave me a new life in him. So we give him our old life, and he gives us a new life. The Bible says, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. 
Now, when you think about Christ living in us, and you think about worry, and you think about anxiety, and you think about all the troubles you may have been through or what you may be going through or what you may experience later on, there, there's no way to defeat a man or woman, boy or girl, who truly believes that Christ is alive and he's taken up residence in their life. If you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus, there's no way you can be defeated if he lives within you. No way. So he took something from me, he put something in me, and he gave something for me. Look at that verse. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He gave something for me. What did he give? He gave his own life. Who loved me and gave himself for me. So there's two realities that we can draw from that. Number one, he loves us. And number two, he gave himself for us. So at a point in time, his love took him to the cross and his love gave himself for me. He loved me. He gave himself for me. He died for me. And he died in my place. He took my sins so I could take his righteousness. That's what he's done for me. And so the point is, he died my death when I couldn't live his life. And that's our Savior. So if you want to, if you want to uh, firm up the middle, take this verse and just read it and uh, let it soak in. And just think uh, for a moment, is your life like an old iron bedstead with a feather mattress? Firm on both ends, I mean, we've, we've placed our faith in Christ and we know we have eternal life, but what about the middle? At times it gets a little soft. So we need to firm up our life, our entire life, by coming to the reality of this verse, Galatians 2, verse 20. Took something from me, gave something, put something in me, and, and gave something for me, gave himself for me.